Let's begin our interview. Tell us, uh, first of all, who you are. My name is Jane Post. I'm the co-senior pastor of Sin City Church in Henderson, Nevada. And that's where we're at right now. There's yeah. a big 2024 behind you. <laughs> this is, I think some people call it church in a box. We've heard that term. Yes. Which is interesting. It's more than church in a box though, right? Right, <laughs> it is. It's a community of people who are learning to love Jesus more every day. So. Our uh, discipleship church is a Bible reading, believing church, and our mission statement is to make disciples by loving people to a new life in Christ. So hopefully people are in awareness and learning new things about Jesus. So we planted this church in 2014, which was 10 years ago, 10 years, which is kind of crazy. And that's going to be kind of the focus of this is before the church a little bit. That's okay. what today's about. <laughs> We're going to begin with what was your religious background? And religious is not a great word. Church background, there's none of them are good words, I don't think, to really express. Okay. Faith uh, background. How about faith background? How about that? Okay, well, I was born in Montreal, Canada. Um, I was baptized as an infant into the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, my grandmother, the matriarch of the family, uh, made sure all the kids were raised Catholic. So I did go to... Uh, Catholic school uh, through elementary, raised by the Jesuit priests. I was confirmed. I had my first communion. I did all the Catholic things until high school when I went to a kind of a secular school uh, where all religions were included. And I found myself meeting some people that weren't Catholic. <laughs> uh, after high school, um, went to John Abbott College uh, for theater. So I was always interested in theater, theater major and then got a call to go to California for a job. So moved uh, in college, I kind of ran away from faith, didn't really think about it. I mean, I did go at Christmas, you know. And what is it you like to call that? Uh, well, there's Christmas, two things, Easter, uh... Easter, Christmas Easter, or CEO, Christmas Easter only. Okay. Uh, but those are the high holidays, so you gotta make it for those. Um, confession was a thing I kind of ran away from. Um, and so for about 10 years, nothing and then i met a man who introduced me to jesus uh this was after i had uh, gone through a tumultuous divorce was a single mom with two little boys and this man who is now my husband eric post uh introduced me to christ and explained what christianity was true christianity capital c not religion which was dead yeah. and i found myself on the road to damascus just blinding light total transformation uh, as far as I was running away from God, then I started running towards him. So uh, that started my calling in ministry, I uh, would say. I wanted to be involved. Eric was the drama pastor at a seeker church in uh, Sacramento, California, actually Elk Grove. It was called Sun Grove Community. I started uh, writing and working in dramas that we would present during the sermons. Oh, so that first. So not just at particular times of the year. No, every week we were there at 7.30 a.m. and I'm not a morning <laughs> person, but I am now, thank the Lord. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, so we would write direct anything from serious plays to comedies to make a point in the sermon. So the illustration was clear. Wait, okay, uh, this is interesting to me. Yeah. I, I didn't understand this before, yeah. I don't think. You would have worship music, I guess. Yes. Uh, announcements right then the drama and then the sermon yeah, uh, or sometimes intermingle? it would be the sermon and the then the drama or the <sighs> drama would set up 
the sermon. Uh, kind of like how people use digital clips now or movie uh -huh. clips. We yeah. would actually write uh, plays or little sketches yeah. to go with the sermon series. So wow. uh, Eric didn't like them called skits. No, I don't. Sketches. I never have either. No. Nope. <laughs> so yeah. for example, we did a spin on a modern day. We did a relationship series and we did a spin on modern day uh, Tevya and his wife Golda. Uh, one of the sketches we wrote is Tevya and Golda were at marriage counseling. Okay. Uh, do you love me? Do I what? You know what I mean? So we, we would add our theater background, yeah. uh, the writing and the presentation and, and volunteers, great volunteers that played different parts. Um, the biggest one we did had about 15 people in it. Uh, many of them were smaller, just, you know, three to four people, two people. Eric is excellent at mime. So we, we had a few mimes sometimes to music. I have, now I have to see some things. Yes, now you this have to see awesome. some things. So, All right. so, so using the gifting that I always felt I was going to be in theater, you know, uh, but being able to use it in the church, but it mattered more. <laughs> so I was in this kind of flux of, oh my gosh, I got to grow. I got to know Jesus. So I was pretty ravenous with the word of God. It was in Bible study. I've been in small groups um, since... I came to faith. So that seeker church that was planted by Willow Creek, which was the whole seeker movement in the in the early 90s, late 80s, um, was the place I grew up with there for about seven years, then moved to Tahoe. Uh, was at a church that was a little dry for me. Um, I found out I had the gift of evangelism. I guess you get a gift when you come to faith. Uh -huh. And I thought everybody said, do you want to accept Jesus? And they said, yes. I thought that's what you just did. You walked around doing that. Uh, found out that was a gift. But when I found the answer to life and your soul, I, I just, everybody, I wanted them to know. It was, it was so life transformative for me that I just, that was my gift. Gifting was evangelism. Uh, leadership in the church, I was always asked to do stuff. I was asked to lead things. Um, just naturally, I guess my temperament, I'm, I'm extroverted. I'm convicted and convinced and can communicate uh, the gospel and the love of Jesus Christ. So that kind of started this whole trajectory of, okay, now I'm not Catholic, but I'm a recovering Catholic because uh -huh. that runs deep. What do I want to be? What do I want to do? So I always wanted to go to Bible college. And um, <laughs> I, my father-in-law, who was a pastor, said, Jane, why do you want to go to Bible college? I said, I want to know all the answers. He goes, no, that's where you learn all the questions. And I was like, oh, okay. So raising our small uh, family up in the church and didn't have the time then, but then uh, after kids were in high school, uh, after my 16-year-old uh, was killed, um, you know, that's, that's a trauma in your life that makes you rethink everything. And prior to his death, he had uh, filled out an application for a college called Central Christian College in Moberly, Missouri, and he was accepted, but he had passed. So I got this acceptance letter, and at that time, they had just opened a new college called Central Christian College here in Henderson. Mm. Uh, and so I was like, okay, he can't do this, but maybe I can. So I started taking uh, one class at a time, uh, of course, Lincoln Christian University is uh, who was affiliated. It was their, uh, you know, off-site campus yeah, here satellite. in Las Vegas, satellite. Uh -huh. 
and then that grew and so then got my degree in um, Bible after that um, okay I had the credentials I was ordained by the former church uh, that I was at for 15 years felt a, a call out you know having having grandbabies life is changing uh -huh. I wanted to finish my education I had started at Harvard Extension School to get my master's in business and leadership the Harvard the Harvard okay um, I was wanting to finish that I just had a few classes left uh, the last class I had taken was uh, how to lead and manage a nonprofit not knowing I was gonna plant okay. a church okay oh so let's back up just a moment <laughs> um, we we would talk about uh, people having that great revelation uh, to become called into a, a pastor's mm -hmm. life you you had that just you it came as we've learned now it came about a little different way for you how it right. kind of grew and it was always kind of always there in the mm -hmm. back and you just didn't know it now you're going to college but you're not yet in the pastoral you're not pastoring it at a church yet or right are? okay so so i've worked at churches uh you know i was uh, head of the evangelism department pastor doing pastoral work pastor meaning shepherd shepherding okay. people right okay. so i did that naturally so to have the title mm -hmm. uh just kind of came over time but as far as planting a church uh i was mission-minded i would help other people start churches um but once i moved away from that former church um people started approaching me and uh asking me to start a church and i was like no i'm a girl uh we don't do that um <laughs> so so I, I there's organizations stadia there's there's a lot of them they plant there's like lots of years of work that go into this uh -huh. and lots of funding but uh, rhonda and i found ourselves um we had both left the previous church unbeknownst to each other and then we had a group of people approach both of us to start a church. Separately? I mean, did separately. they approach each one of you separately? Separately. Okay. Separately <laughs> and together. It was a weird thing because right. even though we worked together, we were at a mega church, we we bumped into each other infrequently. Okay. So it was not like we were besties or, you know, had this plan. Mm -hmm. It's funny because when we planted Sin City Church, a lot of people, oh, they were planning that all along. No. We did not. We had $25 and a Facebook page and eight people praying, and we were okay with let's start a small group. Mm -hmm. That's where we were at. Right. And then things started going really fast, right? Um, we, we found a little space, a little teeny school, um, because there were too many people in the small group. No, no one's house could hold the people. So we said, okay, okay, we're going to do this. And then we started at 2 p.m. We're like, we picked a crazy time. It's, it's funny. I, I know another <laughs> small church in town that uh, was a startup like that as well. Yeah. And same thing. It was 2 o'clock. And yeah. I, I always well, found that Well, it was the only time available in this space. Um, you know, we had to get a bank account. We did all this. You know, and then here I am thinking, I just took a class how to lead and manage a nonprofit. That's interesting. <laughs> you know, wait a minute. And Rhonda has uh, some similar yeah. winks, God winks, leading her that way. So... Uh, we found this great group of people to just pray us through. We went through um, some mentoring and coaching uh, through the book of Isaiah. Why, why plant a church? Why now? Why here? Uh, we both went through the Bible in 90 days. Uh, the thing that was going to seal the deal was if our husbands were in alignment. Uh -huh. And so we just kind of wrestled through, you know, it was the old Moses, no, no, no kind of thing for a long time. And then when I, I turned to my husband and I said, 
I, th I think I, I should do this. This was after I went to the Justice Conference in Los Angeles. Rhonda was on a mission trip to Skid Row in Los Angeles. Wow. I was at a mission con conference. Okay. And Eugene Cho stood up like early in, in this conference and he just, it felt like he was looking at me. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I had driven down with Mary Gore the whole time telling her all the reasons why I shouldn't plant a church. I was giving her all the, all the negatives. And uh, I'm sitting there and he looks, it seems like he's looking right at me. And he goes, let the women lead. Wow. And I, I literally <laughs> had a physical, you know, cause yeah. I, I, you know. Like somebody I, knocked you in the head, right? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> upset the apple cart. Yeah. And I'm not leading because I'm that feminist kind of, you know, no men. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm egalitarian, which is mm -hmm. both side by side. He yep. made them male and female, right? Yes. Together, we work together. And so I turned to my husband after this conference and I go, I think, it, I think we're supposed to plan a church. He goes, well, it's about time. So he, <laughs> he knew for a while, but wasn't pushing or, okay. or, or, or doing that. But then I had to, I had to think of some things. Uh -huh. I, I wanted to complete my master's. And so you have to look at your, your calendar. We were also doing our show at the time. We do uh, the show Marriage Can Be Murder. It's our 25th anniversary. So we're in full mode of that. I don't have time to do all these things. And the gift of time is what you give uh -huh. a church plant. Uh -huh. So it was like, okay, schooling, bye-bye. And I was just a few classes away. Yes. And, uh, but all the knowledge I received and the education I got from there, I'm, I'm using in, in the church anyways. And it didn't matter to have that anymore. What mattered was taking care of people, uh, helping them understand who Jesus is at a different level. And with our culture being so at war, to help people find peace mm -hmm. is the soul care is more important to me. So laughter is important. I've always been that comedian yeah. that likes to make people laugh and that's good for the bones. Uh, but the best soul care is to have a relationship with Christ. So all those worlds, the theater world, that uh, communication world, evangelism, all, being a former Catholic, helping people understand relationship rather than religion converged in one ball. And it was like, okay, better do well, it. And that, that ball is you as yeah. well, though, right? <laughs> right. It's your, and uh, uh, for, for Ron and I to lead together, I think yeah. it's good to have two. I know uh, most churches have maybe a, a senior pastor and then an associate, mm -hmm. but we're, we're in tandem, which is good. Uh, Jesus sent out the 72 two by two, and it, it's good where, where, I'm, where I'm weak, she's strong, and hopefully vice versa. But, mm -hmm. you know, we're able to... Um, move at a pace that never stops because there's two of us one can you know if one especially is, in this town one is preaching yes. on the week uh, so on the week so we we do a rotation teaching which is good because there is um i don't know one person forever it's kind of hard <laughs> other than jesus um so on the weeks i'm preaching she's visiting sick and the weeks we're not preaching, we can at least community and, yes. and do those other kind of jobs that are part of pastoral work. And then um, when when we're preaching, the other can do those things. Mm -hmm. uh, when we're not preaching, we can do the things. So it's, it's a good rhythm, I think, for our life. Also, as women, wives, mothers, grandmothers, you know, we have a family that we have to take oh, yes. care of as well. And we don't want to have that burnout syndrome that a lot of people do. Right. Uh, you know that the, the credo is no quit Monday. Mm. Um, part of 
running a church is it's filled with flawed people and I'm one of them and you know you're just you're just helping lead people one step closer to the throne every day so there are problems and things that happen but uh, one of the great things we put some very strict rules in about money about finances mm -hmm. we have no debt which is great um, we have great people that have surrounded us and lifted us up I think the scene where Moses's arms were tired oh, yeah. and he had them lifted up so yes. we, we have great people that help us but we also yeah. there's the sorrow the reason why I pushed back is people leave uh, some mm -hmm. of the original people that started many have passed on to glory but others left because it wasn't their cup of tea anymore mm -hmm. so you, you have that sense of loss but the calling is bigger than that it's always know? a renewal for you then right well. so th that it's 2024 it's our 10th year I'm, ex I'm excited about the things god is going to do this year and then i then i think back like what if we didn't start i mean just for this year we had 85 decisions for christ and 15 baptisms that where, wouldn't have happened where would i be where would you be steve where would i be i don't know tell <laughs> I me i wouldn't be here i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> so what has it done in your life? Um, you know, it's brought me back as someone that grew up in the, the Assemblies of God, which is a huge uh, charismatic Pentecostal. Charismatic mm -hmm. was a bad word. Sorry, that's okay. not a good word either. <laughs> oh, there's so many things. Emotional. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up in that, uh, I spent much of my, my work has been in Christian music, actually, as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, there was a lot of fringe that I was attached to, but... Uh, I'm back. I'm here every Sunday. I wouldn't be here every Sunday uh, if it wasn't for for this. So, well, what what keeps you coming back? Uh, well, I see. I I've lo I lost my train of thought when you said something about you were talking about uh, how we uh, rotations and things like this. To me, what keeps me coming back is is I see behind the scenes a little bit that some people don't see, and I realize what. You, Rhonda, Tim, uh, Eric, Randy, people do behind the scenes during the weeks, um, and I see that it's genuine. Mm. That's huge, mm. especially for somebody that's been in the CCM industry, <laughs> contemporary Christian music okay. industry, and I've seen, I have watched some of the biggest mega preachers in the world that you've seen on TV. I've been there for their downfall, mm. and it was because they weren't involved in that back. What's going on behind the scene? What's going on in the week with their flock, their people, all of those things? Mm. Uh, so that is huge and people need to realize that well I think there's something you know mega church superstar pastor there was this whole thing that kind of muddied the waters uh, I don't want to be a balcony pastor that waves at the sheep as they go by I'm on yeah. the street and I think you see that and with that there's the authenticity of, of true faith living my faith yes. with the people that God has called me to ministry and with with you see that with people that uh there's several other ministers that come to the church every now and then mm -hmm. you you see them um uh, backing that claim up about all of you here in their testimony of what what they see right. so it's not just you saying that it's mm -hmm. real uh that is something people should understand as well, well. <laughs> i mean there, there's a good holy fear right of wanting to please the lord um and the relationship with god is more important than all this other stuff right but his people our people together as a community family of god mm -hmm. are precious and so what he gives us 
we have to, to lead and manage. And so I, I think because of what we experienced in a setting where it got a, a little loose or maybe mm -hmm. we got a little jaded, you know, or we looked yeah. and went, oh, I was naive. I thought, yeah. you know, they were supposed to do this and this. And then you saw it become a position. Uh, you saw it become a title uh, rather than a person. And so I, I'm grateful you see that, yeah. Steve, because that that is our prayer. We want to stay authentic. We want to stay on the street. We, you know, we're setting up. We're putting up chairs, and mm -hmm. we're no, there's no let the peasants do it. To, yeah. You know, it's not. It's not like that. It's yes. it's it's nothing like that. It's yeah. I'm I'm in this race to win for Christ, but I'm in this race with all y'all. So I I want everyone's best. And, and I'm willing to step down or admit I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's different, you know. And we're going to cover a lot of those things. This is just the second episode here. We're going to cover a lot of those things. There's some things we're going to talk about in the future. We're going to talk about uh, your ongoing education. Yeah. We're going to talk about the books you read. We're going to mm -hmm. talk about um, what you do during the week. We're going to mm -hmm. talk about those things. This is just touching the surface. We wanted to get a little bit of your backstory. <laughs> We're going to get a little bit of Rhonda's backstory. We're going to put those together, and that's going to be the first look from everybody. So please, everyone, stay tuned. <laughs> it's 2020. Look, look it's 2024. 2024 already. It's crazy. And this is ten, and there's a lot. This is the 10th year. 10th anniversary. So there's going to be a lot. I'm going to try to drag some history out oh, that good. I don't know. So we'll we'll try to get things that I've in there forgotten. as well. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to need to get out your diaries and your journals okay. and things like that. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much, Pastor Jane. We thank will you. see you guys out there later.